And today I'm going to be telling you guys the story of the time me and my friends decided to run from security. And uh, it's a pretty fun experience, so be sure to buckle your seatbelt, get ready, grab some popcorn, punch your grandma, whatever it is you got to do to be ready for a story time, alright? I'm not going to judge. Do whatever you need to do. It's no pressure. A little disclaimer, I don't recommend doing anything I do in this video, okay? If you are a younger person, don't do this. I'm not saying you should. In fact, you shouldn't do any of this that I'm about to talk about. So this story takes place when I was uh, a young 15, okay, before I could drive me and my friends would skate everywhere and we were some hooligans all right we would generally get up to mischief and this is one of those times where we were getting up to mischief oh uh, you see the town that i live in our city hall has a pretty famous skate spot by it it's a gap that's pretty pretty gnarly and around it are a bunch of stairs overall our city center is just a, a great place to skate have a good time throw yourself down some stairs get hurt all that good stuff however the city was very 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 serious about their security all right no one was allowed to have fun on city grounds no skateboarding at all and they had these security guards that would go around on segways kind of like Paul Blart and just try to kick you out. So me and about six of my friends decide that we're going to go down there and just uh, skate around, hit some stair sets, all that good stuff. So we fly on down there. It's about a 30 minute ride. So it's enough for us to not want to have to leave once we get there. And we get there and almost immediately, as soon as we start riding these stairs, one of these uh, Paul Blart mall cops pulls up on their Segway and goes, hey, you guys need to leave. You can't skate here. And you know, we're, we're pretty respectful. You know, we're like, all right, man, no big deal. But uh, as we're leaving, he decides to go, yeah, all you hooligans think you're up to no good. You're not going anywhere with your life. And we're like, uh, excuse me, you old man. Like, first of all, I'm not the one wearing a bike helmet rolling around on my Segway, okay? Second of all, we were leaving, bro. Like, I understand some skaters might give you a hard time, be a little bit rude, but me and my friends seriously were like, yeah, for sure. We know you're just doing your job, packed up our stuff and we're leaving. So for you to come at us and say, we're not going anywhere with our lives, like just, just kind of rubbed us the wrong way. So I turn around and I go, excuse me. And he goes, yeah, you guys, skaters are all the same. You guys are all just delinquents. You guys are going to all end up in prison, blah, 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 blah. And I just look at him and I go, bro, I don't know who pissed in your cornflakes, but we're leaving. Like, you don't need to be mean, bro. We're leaving. And he's like, no, all of you guys are the same. Da, 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 da. If you need me to, I can call the cops right now. And I'm like, call him. We haven't done anything. We're leaving, bro. And he's like, no, uh, I'm going to go get my superior. You guys are going to get, I'm going to get your addresses. We're going to make sure your parents have to come get your skateboards. And he goes to grab one of my friend's skateboards. And like I said, at this point, we have done nothing wrong. So my friend pulls his board back and he goes, give me the board now. And my friend's like, no, I'm not giving you the skateboard. It's just not going to happen. And so he grabs his little radio, you know, trying to look all intimidating. He goes, uh, I'm going to need some backup over at the stair set four. Okay. We got some skaters over here causing me a rough time. And at this point we're like, all right, great, bro. Uh, Lord Farquaad and the army of Segways are going to come over and start giving us a hard time. So we're getting ready to pack up and leave. And he just keeps piping his mouth about how we're all delinquents and keep in mind like, yeah, I wasn't the best kid ever, but we didn't do anything. We didn't swear at him. We didn't tell him that he was like annoying. We knew as soon as they pulled up that we were going to get kicked kicked out 100%. We knew it. We didn't fight with them. We weren't going to do anything, but now he just kind of insulted us. So now we're getting defensive. So like five minutes later, here comes Polly Pocket and the Segway crew rolling up on us like they're actually going to do anything. Like, listen, you're not real cops. You're mall cops hired by the city. All right. Like I, most of the times I'm respectful but at this point, I'm getting annoyed. Like you had to call over backup to the kids that were like, Hey, we're going to leave. No big deal. Whatever, man. Call over your friends. Flex the little power you have. All right. Whatever, man. Like I, I'm pretty sure a 7-Eleven manager actually has more authority over me than you do, but whatever. So they pull up and they all start doing the same stick. Oh, we could get you cited for trespassing. Da 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 da. 
And if you really think that we are delinquents, you think challenging like eight 15 year old kids that you think are delinquents with a trespassing charge is really going to get us to leave? Like, bro, I, old people can cite me for trespassing if I'm on their lawn. That's the biggest threat you got? Trespassing? Come on, lady. But whatever. I don't want to get cited for trespassing. I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm doing my best to just keep my mouth shut. I'm like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. We were leaving. Like, just let us leave. And they're like, no, you guys could have left by now. I'm like, well, you called for backup, bro. Like, am I supposed to just walk away while you're calling your Segway buddies so you can't flex your newest model? Come on. And I guess at this point, I pissed off Deborah because Polly Pocket in the corner gets up and starts walking over to me. And I don't know why my friend Daniel decided to do this, but he runs over to the Segway, hops on, and just starts driving it around. And they're all barking orders. Get off the Segway, sir. Sir, I'm going to need you to dismount the Segway immediately. This is violating safety protocols. Bro, what type of safety protocol do I need to drive a Segway? All right, come on. And once again, I don't advise doing this. My friend shouldn't have taken the Segway, but it was pretty funny. Because now there's uh, one lady running around on foot with her security guard uniform on. Two other security guards on their Segways chasing them around. It's like a low-speed chase, all right? It's like a three-mile-per-hour zone. Kids probably could have been playing basketball and not even noticed what was going on. But they're zipping and zooming all over the place. They're trying to chase him down on the Segway. And like I said, there's stair sets. So my friend revs back, gets a little bit of speed, and goes down the stairs. Hits the bottom. The Segway tilts a little bit too forward, and he comes flying over the handlebars onto the ground, right? And at this point, they're like, that's destruction of city property. You are all being cited for vandalism. And we're like, oh my God, Daniel, why did you do this? So I throw Daniel his skateboard and I go, guys, we got to go now. Like, this is no joke. All right. At first it was funny. The cops would have pulled up and been like, no big deal. But now the cops are actually going to be mad because we did just kind of steal their Segway and drive it down the stairs. Or I, we didn't, but like we did, our collective did. So we start booking it down the street, and the last thing I hear is, call the police, they're going southbound on blah blah blah. Like, alright, mall cop buddy, I'm sure the police are gonna get a call. Huh, yes, three 15-year-olds overpowered our Segway forces, we couldn't handle it. Like, come on, bro, you, you really think the cops are gonna buy that story? Three grown adults really couldn't keep a 15-year-old off their Segway? Whatever. We didn't really do anything. Yes, it was wrong, but at the same time, like, eh, this all could have been easily avoided. On both sides, on both sides. So we're booking it down the street, and, and of course, a few minutes later, a cop car pulls up, a siren's blaring, and it goes, were you the kids at the city? And, you know, we, we could have lied, but I guess we decided to be good Samaritans because we go, yeah, we were. And he goes, is it true that you guys stole and destroyed a Segway? And we're like, no. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, he drove it, and he went down the stairs, but it didn't break. Like, we're pretty sure it's fine. And he goes, oh, okay, well, they're claiming that you broke it, so which one of you did it? And none of us snitch, because, you know, snitches get stitches. None of us were going to snitch out our man, Daniel. We all kept our mouth shut, but he stepped forward himself. He goes, it was me. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to take you to the city. He goes, do you have to handcuff me? He's like, no, just get in the car. We'll go back. And he goes, the rest of you have to stay away from the city. Like, don't come down. You're just going to cause more problems. Don't come down here. Everything's going to be handled, I promise. You'll see your friend in like 20 minutes, whatever. So Daniel really took one for the team, guys. You know, instead of snitching or lying and making us all get taken back to the city, he, he, he told on himself, what a hero. None of us were going to snitch too, bro. Like, if one of us went down, we were all going down, all right? Snitches get stitches. That's the motto. That's the code. You don't snitch out on your homies. Especially when it's a mall cop who's mad at you for stealing their Segway, all right? Because that's comedic gold, all right? Daniel, if you're watching this, thank you for the views, bro. This thing's going to bang, and I know it. So about 15 minutes later, we were waiting there. Here comes back the cop car. Daniel hops out, and he has a huge smile on his face. The cop goes, guys, stay away from the city. I don't want to hear a call about you again. You're very lucky your friend didn't get any serious charges, blah, 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 and he drives away. And I'm like, all right, Daniel, what happened? Because you have a smile on your face that makes me think something hysterical happens. And the, and the next thing that was said is still one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. So he's already audibly laughing before he tells the story, and that's how you know something's going to be good, all right? When your friend's laughing, before the details start pouring out, you already know something gold happened, right? 
And he's just beaming and he goes, all right, so when we got back, the cops or the mall cops, I guess, were like, hey, this is the kid that broke the Segway. He stole it. We have footage of it. And so they go inside and they're pulling up the security footage and the cop asked the mall cops to please step out so we can observe it alone with Daniel and they can discuss the details of what happened. And the mall cops are like, yes, absolutely. So he leaves and they start playing it. And all he sees is all of us standing there, like just kind of talking to the security guards, doing whatever. He sees the lady step off and he sees Daniel. Daniel jump on the Segway and start driving around with all of them chasing him for like a solid minute and a half. And the cop is laughing the entire time, like laughing, trying to hold it in so they don't hear him on the other side of the door. Because imagine this scene, all right? There's a 15-year-old, five other 15-year-olds running around with three mall cops on Segways trying to chase him down and they can't because they just can't keep up with the Segway. And then at the very end, he drives it down the stairs, jumps off, and we just all book it. And he looks at my friend and he goes, did you mean to break the Segway? He goes, no, no, no. And he goes, all right, it's not broken. It still works. So I think I'm going to let you off free here, but you can never come back to the city. Like if I get another call about you guys skateboarding down around here, I'm going to have to do something. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I know these mall cops can be a little bit ridiculous. If I ever see you guys back here, I swear I will take every one of you home to your parents in handcuffs. I'm not playing games. Do you understand me? And he goes, yes. And he goes, nah, you're a ballsy kid. I would have never thought about stealing the Segway. And just kind of like patted Daniel on the back and then goes, all right, well, let's get you back to your friends since this issue is settled. So whatever, Daniel's laughing. We're laughing because this is a great situation. And uh, he actually ended up remembering the officer's name. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get him in trouble because I'm pretty sure you could get in trouble for that. He, he kind of let us get away with some pretty bad stuff. Uh, but anytime we would get kicked out of skate spots and stuff, he was always the cop that would end up coming most of the time. Sometimes we had to deal with mean cops. Most of the time we didn't. And he was always super duper chill about it. I guess he used to skate when he was a teenager. So he was always really nice and like understood that we weren't really trying to get into trouble. We were just trying to do what we had to do and we weren't trying to be disrespectful. So he was always a really, really nice guy throughout high school. And he actually pulled me over a few weeks ago and asked what I was up to and like what was going on. And that was pretty neat. So uh, yeah, moral of the story, guys, um, don't steal security guard segues. I don't recommend it. It's not a 10 out of 10 time. I, I would not do it personally. But if you are going to do it, make sure you get a cool cop that'll kind of let you get away with it because it'll make a pretty good story on YouTube one day. If you're not looking for me to rant about people that are hydrated, then um, uh, I, you might just want to move over, okay? It's not the video for you. But if you do want to hear about hydrated people, then go ahead and press that like button, all right? Uh, for those of you who have never been on the channel before, hydrated is a term that that I use to refer to people that have uh, been uh, <clears throat> hitting the eggnog if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Because Susan really likes the other word. Uh, and by likes, I mean hate. She demonetizes every video where I say that people aren't hydrated, they are the other word which involves uh, al al alcohol. Please don't, Susan. Susan, I have kids to feed, Susan. Cyrus is a little baby. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the rant. Now I'm usually the designated driver whenever my friends wanna be hydrated, mainly because I just really, really hate to be hydrated, okay? I don't like being not in control of myself and I think it's actually kind of terrifying that sometimes my friends are like, well, bro, I don't remember a single thing I did last night. And I'm like, uh, all right, all right, Damon, you know, you are in your underwear running down the street while playing the ukulele. Uh, you might wanna remember that. Because when it comes up for a job interview in 10 years, like, is this you on the security camera? Y you might want to be able to have an answer and maybe explain yourself, but whatever, I guess, uh, don't remember. So I usually get stuck being the designated driver, which is a colloquial term for glorified babysitter. I don't know if you guys have ever had to take care of hydrated people, but it is not pleasant, all right? Imagine a baby, a baby, you know, that poops itself, pees itself, has no control over any of its, uh, uh, you know, words or emotions or body. 
and then uh, make them 150 pounds and 6'2", because all my friends are giants, and, and that's what I'm babysitting, but like five at a time. And some of them are violent, some of them are very loving. A, a few of the friends in my group are very, very loving whenever they're hydrated, you know? And it just gets annoying, okay? Because basically, whenever they want to go out and they ask me to be the DD, what they're asking is, by the way, if you don't want us to die and drive hydrated, you're going to have to come babysit all of us for the entire night. And if you ever uh, tried to corral like seven, eight people that are all super hydrated, they don't listen. They don't know what's going on. They're basically giant babies. In fact, from now on, anytime we go out, I'm going to make them wear diapers because they're so annoying to deal with. Like, I do it because I'm a good person. I don't want my friends to get hurt because I, the alternative is them just driving around hydrated, which is good for nobody. But I, I, I'm just going to list off some of the things that happened the last time I had to be the DD, okay? First of all, I don't know why hydrated people can't do something really simple, which is not puke all over my things, all right? Oh my god. Last weekend, I'm driving around my homie, and he just vomits all over my passenger seat and then looks at me like a sad puppy dog and goes, sorry. Like, yeah, man, sorry doesn't exactly cut it because you're too drunk to clean it up, and if I let it dry, I'm going to have caked on vomit all over my seat, so I have to clean up your puke because you just couldn't control yourself. You know, you can even aim out the window. I'm not saying you can't puke, but like roll down the window, dude Why why'd you have to do it all over my passenger seat? That's just disrespectful Oh, uh, you know how else it's so annoying whenever they start a fight and then I have to come in and like end it or, or back them up Oh my gosh, I'm a good friend You're supposed to have your friends back But when they're super hydrated and they're picking fights with everybody and everything that looks at them funny And then I have to come in and try to calm everybody down It's not a pleasant experience because for some reason my friends just can't fight people that are normal size No, no, no They look for Icelandic ice giants to go to fisticuffs with whenever they get hydrated And listen, I'm a good friend I'm venting Alright, I'm getting this stuff off my chest because if I don't, one of these days, I'm going to snap like an Icelandic ice giant and impale myself on an icicle. So, basically, the, the logical conclusion I'm coming to is that my friends just shouldn't ever be allowed to puke or fight anyone when they're hydrated, and, and we'll have it good. Like, and they always try to fight groups bigger than ours, okay? If you're going to start a fight, can you start a fight with, like, two people so that way we outnumber them? I, I'm not a fan of you guys starting fights with, like, 12 people when we only have eight. Those numbers don't make sense. Pick your advantages, all right? You would never, if you and your teammate are the only people left in your Fortnite squad, you don't go after the whole squad, you wait till they're weak, and then you third-party them. But no, no, no. No third partying allowed for us. You just guys go straight up to the biggest group you can find and just start swinging on them as if it's actually going to be fun. And I can't fight. I'm a stick bug. I don't know why I have to back you guys up. You guys are the huge ones. I'm tall. That's all I got going for me. I'm tall, all right? You guys could use me as a weapon. Throw me like a javelin or something. But stop trying to make me solve the issue because I can't solve the issue. You guys are out of control. And to top it all off, you know the thing that hydrated people do that drives me the craziest, okay? Can you guys at least speak clear English? It's hard enough trying to understand you when you only have two brain cells working after a night of partying. The least you could do is not slur your words together like you're a speaking spell with a dying battery. Hey Ryan, can you like, come on dude, you're not Stephen Hawking. Let's go, chop chop, use your words, big boy words. Not to mention, they don't even say please and thank you, okay? Like, they're just inconsiderate. If I, if I help you get your in and out in your mouth because you can't, and you don't even hit me with a thank you, you just go, ah, and open your mouth for more, from now on, I'm sticking my finger in your throat and making you throw up. Oh wait, that goes against the first thing I was complaining about. You guys get what I'm saying, alright? Hydrated people are the most annoying group of individuals to ever exist, and that will always be true. Yes, sometimes, you know, getting hydrated can be fun. I personally don't like it. I get it's cool. I do it for my friends because I love my friends and I want them to stay safe. No, I'm not going to act like I'm a Debbie Downer because I deal with it. I don't complain to them. I just vent on the internet instead, which is still okay because they're still safe.
Huh. All I'm saying, hydrated people, be a little bit more considerate, okay? We're, we're dealing with a lot of, a lot of uh, adult babies. For those of you who can't tell, hydrated means drunk, alright? I'll spill the beans. Moral of the story, guys, drinking's not all it's cracked up to be. You're gonna black out, you're not gonna remember anything. It, it's not worth it, just, uh, just don't. It, it's way easier. And if you're going to, and you have a friend taking care of you, thank them. But all I want is an Applebee's gift card, okay? That's it. I don't even like Applebee's, but the thought would count. And uh, today I've got a pretty interesting story for you guys. It's it's a stupid story. It's me doing stupid things, which is always a blast. And it's a time where I am, uh, <laughs> almost accidentally burned my house down. No big deal, mom. Please don't be mad when you watch this video because I never told you the story. Now, uh, when you're a kid, you know, you come home from school and you instantly want a snack, all right? But if you've been to school, you also know that you can get pretty tired sometimes. So I came home from school and decided that I was hungry. I wanted a snack. I, I had just dealt with, uh, teacher's crap for the last six hours, and I, I wasn't a fan, okay? I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna pretend that I absolutely hated school, but I also wasn't a fan at all. So I decide, Ayo, let's, uh, let's put some Easy Mac in the microwave, it'll be no big deal, and, uh, we won't have to stress about it whatsoever, and I guess I wasn't paying much attention, because I threw the Easy Mac in the microwave, put it on for seven minutes, and went to lay down on the couch. Now, uh, the reason I, I had to put the time on for longer is our microwave was super janky, so if you actually wanted it to use high power, you had to put it on a super long time, so it would get hotter, and then you would only leave it in for three minutes. I don't know why it worked like that, but that's the way that it worked, okay? So, uh, I was supposed to go get it out in three minutes. And so I lay on the couch, and I guess I was really tired from that day at school, because I pass out almost immediately, okay? I don't remember falling asleep. The only thing I remember is waking up to my smoke alarm going off and just black smoke coming from the microwave. And instantly I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, nobody's home, I'm gonna burn the house down, my parents are gonna come home to nothing, and I'm gonna be in trouble. So I decide to be brave, alright, I put on my firefighter's hat, I grab an axe, I'm not really sure what I thought I was gonna use the axe for, but I grabbed it anyways, and I go running towards my microwave like the bravest man to ever exist. I was not letting my house burn down without a fight. And I, I run into the kitchen, I open the door, and black smoke is just pouring out of the microwave at this point. I don't see any flames, but what I do see is the charred remains of what looks to be an Easy Mac container in the microwave. And it's at this point, I'm thinking back about what happened, and I go, Oh, I, I don't think I put water in the Easy Mac. So, uh, yeah, moral of the story, I guess I had ended up putting raw Easy Mac, just some raw noodles in this broken microwave that was super janky for seven minutes while I fell asleep. I don't know if it was seven minutes, that's just when it was gonna go off. And I, uh, I guess, you know, I lit it on fire and ended up almost burning my house down with Easy Mac. So here I am in my post-nap days, okay? I'm pretty sure I had a little bit of drool dribbling down my chin like a slack-jawed lunatic. Maybe like a caveman, too. I I'm not really sure what, uh, people are slack-jawed with other than Riley Reed, but, um, <laughs> not trying to get demonetized. And anyways, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my god, all the smoke is gonna, is gonna, like, get on the walls. And I look up, and I'm absolutely right. All the smoke from the microwave, we had, like, white ceilings at the time, has, uh, definitely left its mark, not gonna lie. There's definitely a, quite a bit of an example of smoke all over the ceilings. And now I'm gonna have to explain to my parents how their 15, 16-year-old son is stupid enough to somehow light Easy Mac on fire. Literally the easiest thing to cook. All I had to do was put water in it and put it in the microwave, and I couldn't even do that, alright? Like, I was pretty incompetent, and now the roof is gonna have to get repainted because I was an idiot. So I'm like, oh my god, bro, I'm gonna get killed, whatever. And at this point, I also realized that, um, I've got a little bit till my parents get home. So I start trying to figure out what to do. I'm trying to avoid having to repaint the roof this weekend, because I was really trying to sleep in and play some Call of Duty, okay? So I decide to get my Elon Musk on, become an engineer overnight. So I run to the garage, and I get the paint rollers that we have for painting the roof, right? And I realize we don't have paint, and, and I'm gonna have to repaint anyways unless this works. And I take a sponge, and I get it just damp enough to, like, collect it, and I just start going at the ceilings with this wet sponge as hard as humanly possible, right? 
and, and you might be thinking, oh, Ryan, you got away with it. No, 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 no. You see, my parents get home from work pretty much right after I get home from school. At least my mom does. So as I'm sitting here squeegeeing the roof with a wet sponge on a paint roller, my mom walks in the door and is like, what are you doing? And you know that moment when you get caught doing something you're not supposed to be doing and you have no explanation? Like, there's literally no way to explain to your mother why you're sitting there rubbing the ceiling with a sponge other than you lit Easy Mac on fire? Yeah, that's 100% the situation I'm in right now. I'm sitting here slack-shot, all right? Basically, like, she just kicked in the door while I was enjoying a Riley Reed session. And I have no idea what to do. I'm flabbergasted. I'm shocked. My jaw has hit the ground. So as my mom asked me, what am I doing? I look at her and I go, cleaning? With like, <laughs> I guess I didn't know. I thought she might buy it, which is dumb. I've never cleaned the kitchen in my life. And here I am with the damn sponge rubbing the ceiling like I'm trying to reach God with it. And so she goes, no, 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 what happened? And so she walks in and she sees the mark. She goes, what did you light on fire? And I go, Easy Mac. And she goes, Ryan, how in the world do you light Easy Mac on fire, you absolute idiot? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know, mom. And she said, well, you know, you're going to have to read paint the ceiling this weekend and I'm like ah really like is my sponge not doing the trick and she goes no now the ceiling's just wet so you better hope you don't have to re-drywall it too thankfully I didn't have to re-drywall it I got made fun of forever I actually wasn't allowed to uh (laughs) you know use the microwave for a while, which is pretty embarrassing when your friends are like, oh, can you make popcorn? You're like, oh, I can't, can't use the microwave because I'm an idiot and roast Easy Mac. But nonetheless, it's a pretty entertaining story, I guess. I almost burned my house down. My family would have been homeless and we would have had to explain to firefighters how their son is an absolute moron. Because uh, this is definitely one of the scariest experiences of my life. And every time I tell the story, I get goosebumps. But before we get into that, if you guys could press the like button, that would be dope because, uh, I don't know, I, I like likes, okay? Even when I almost died in the story, I still like likes. It's not gonna change anything. Basically, today I'm gonna be telling you guys the story of the time I picked up a crazy hitchhiker, alright? Now, I would never, ever recommend picking up a hitchhiker, especially after this experience, but it was definitely terrifying, and I think you guys will find it interesting. So, uh, l- let's get into the video. So, for those of you who know me, I, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we don't get rain very often, alright? It rains very, very rarely, but the day that this all went down. It was a super rainy day. Like, I'm talking, honestly, some of the most rain I've ever seen in my entire life. Usually, it is a pretty chill city when it comes to uh, inclement weather, I guess. But for some reason today, it was raining like crazy. Or that day. And uh, I was on the other side of town, downtown Las Vegas, just because I had to drop something off at the courthouse. I'm not going to get into that because that's just a little bit of personal information. But basically, there was this person that wouldn't leave me alone and I had to file a restraining order. You guys have already seen that video. So I I won't rehash the story, but that's what I was doing on the other side of town. And like I said, it's pouring rain. And I'm a pretty uh, sympathetic person. I don't want anybody being uncomfortable. So as I'm driving back towards my house, I see a guy on the side of the freeway and he's hitchhiking. And it's the pouring rain, so I feel bad for the guy. And (laughs) this is stupid. Don't feel bad for people. I mean, do feel bad for people, but don't feel bad for people in this situation. So for some reason, I decided to pull over the car and I stop it and I let him in. I said, hey, man, where you going? He tells me. And I'm like, yeah, I just felt bad making you wait in the rain. And he goes, wow, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And I guess on the side of the road and the rain and the madness of it, I didn't really get a good chance to look at this guy. But now that he's in my car, his hair is really unruly and unkempt. His, his eyes just have a crazy look to him. Like, you know, when somebody just has the eyes that just seem a little bit off, off enough to make you uncomfortable, almost like they might be a crazy person. Those are the type of eyes that this guy had. Not to mention he smelt really, really, really bad. And not like homeless person smell bad, okay? Because I can understand that. I'm not going to discriminate against you just because you smell bad. The type of smelling bad that's like, I don't shower because I think 
think the government puts lead in the waters type of thing, okay? But whatever, nonetheless, I don't think anything of it. And we start going about our business. We start talking about our lives. He starts telling me about how he's Jesus and how he's going to create his own religion. And that's why he's heading up to Oregon. And he basically just wanted me to take him up the freeway so he could get a little bit closer. I told him I'm not going to Oregon. And he's like, no, 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 that's fine. Um, but as Jesus, you know, if you don't take me to Oregon, I'm, I'm going to send you to hell. And at this point, I'm really confused. I'm like, all right, bro, you get in my car and you start piping off about how you're Jesus. And now you expect me to take you three states away because if I don't, you're going to send me to hell. And the crazy eyes are starting to get a little crazier, okay? So whatever, I say, uh-huh, well, then I, I guess I'm going to hell because I'm not taking you to Oregon. And he's like, well, these are your choices. You know, I gave you free will because of this. All right, fine, bro, fine, bro, I get it. You're a little bit crazy. You think that you're God. So he keeps telling me more and more about how, oh, God thought he was done the last time he sent Jesus, but uh, it's not enough. So that's why he sent me back to Earth so I could create our new religion and our new order and really save the planet. And I'm like, uh -huh, yeah, man, <laughs> that's so crazy. Trying to avoid talking about this with a crazy guy. And something that I didn't notice before is that he had a little backpack with him. I guess in the hustle and bustle of him telling me he's Jesus, I didn't really take the time to be uh, aware of what he had on his back. But there's a little backpack, probably the size of a normal Jansport you take with you to school. So I, I guess it wasn't small, it wasn't big, it was just a backpack. And so I ask him, I go, hey man, what's in the bag, you know? Like, what is what does Jesus carry with him? And he goes, it's none of your business, dude. Like, he gets really, really defensive about what's in the bag. So, of course, I, I get a little scared. I'm like, oh god, there's probably something in the bag that I don't want to see. Maybe it's a human head, I don't know what's in the bag, but I, I probably shouldn't press any further. So we keep talking and I ask him, I go, all right, man, well, do you have any followers for your religion since you're Jesus? Like, does anyone believe in what you're saying? And he goes, well, yeah, in the last town, there were a few, but they're gone now. And the way he says they're gone now makes me seem like, not like gone as in gone to the grocery store, but gone as in like, you might have their heads in the backpack, okay? So I'm starting to get a little bit nervous because no one says they're gone now, dot, 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 with a backpack looking as scary as this guy claiming they're Jesus and definitely isn't a serial killer. So I'm starting to freak out a little bit. I I'm not afraid yet. He hasn't gotten violent. He hasn't gotten hostile, but you never know with a guy who thinks he's Jesus. So... I say, oh, well, where'd they go? And he goes, well, that's not important. The only thing that matters is that they don't believe in my religion anymore, so I handled it. And he goes, do you believe in my religion? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You got to tell me more about it. I'm trying to buy myself time to get further up the coast, not the coast, but the freeway. So that way he'll like kind of, kind of get out of the car and not worry about it. And maybe I could be like, oh yeah, I'll check it out online and then just never talk to him again. So he goes start on and on about his religion and how he's basically going to start a cult up in Oregon. And I'm just nodding my head politely. And then he starts telling me about his early life and how he doesn't remember most of his early years because God was training him on a field of battle. So that way he could take out people in combat. So this is just getting progressively scarier. And then he says something that really weirds me out. He goes, I don't need to carry weapons because my fists are my weapons. Weapons. And God taught me how to use them accordingly. So if anybody mess with me, I can easily beat them. And I'm like, all right, bro. Well, um, please don't beat me. I'm driving. I'd really rather not crash the car. Not to mention your smell is freaking me out, bro. If God did make you, he made you smell really, really, really bad. I mean, I, I don't think he would do that. He seems like a pretty chill dude. I don't think he'd be making you smell like a crazy person. And besides, if you're going to try to sell people on your religion and why they should believe that you are Jesus, maybe don't smell like urine. I feel like that's definitely not the best approach. Nothing about urine smells makes me be like, ah, man, I I really believe that this religion is real, but regardless, uh, this is what he's telling me now. So uh, we keep driving and I ask him once again, I'm like, hey man, you know, I really am curious what's in the bag. You know, I won't tell anyone. And he goes, it's none of your business. And he gets like even more aggressive this time. He kind of like turns in his seat and points at me really angrily. And I could tell I really struck a nerve. He really did not want to tell me what's in the bag. I don't know. I don't know what was in the bag, but whatever. It's kind of weird to me that you're not willing to show me what's in the bag. Like you're willing to tell me that God made you, that you're creating a religion, but you're not going to show me what's in your backpack. That's a little fishy. 
Especially when I'm driving you down the street. So I, I try to calm him down. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was just curious. He goes, well, it's none of your business. If you keep asking me what's in the bag, I'm going to have to handle you the way I handled the people who didn't believe in me. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Haha, <laughs> okay, okay, buddy, listen, I didn't mean it, it's okay, I promise, please don't, please, 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 please do not, um, you know, <laughs> make me go missing, I guess. My mom doesn't need me to go missing, especially when it's my fault. Like, imagine, a local boy picks up somebody that claims to be Jesus on the side of the freeway and is surprised when he ends up missing. Like, that's exactly what does happen, okay? That would happen to me. I'd be out here, you guys would be wondering where the uploads are, I'm just trapped in religious dude's basement or at the bottom of a lake in Oregon. He uses me as the sacrifice for their new religion. I don't know what he's planning, all right? But I'm trying not to die in this situation. So I, I calm him down again. I'm like, all right, dude, well, you know, I, I'm really, I'm interested. Keep telling me about your religion. You know, we're getting close to where I need to turn off. And he goes, yeah, 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 no problem. I'll get out as soon as we get to the exit. Just let me know. All right, buddy, no issue, no issues, no problem. We're gonna be fine. So we're approaching the exit and I start to pull off the road and he goes, hey man, I just wanna say thank you. Most people have been leaving me on the side of the road. I'm like, haha, I wonder why. Probably because they, I don't know, saw how crazy you are. And he, I... He, he asks again, he goes, are you sure you can't drive me to Oregon? And I'm like, yes, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to drive five states away for you. I'm really, really sorry. I'm not a fan. So we get to the exit and he he's like asking me again if I'm sure I can't drive into Oregon one more time. And I'm like, yes, dude, I'm 100% sure I'm not driving you to Oregon. I say one last time, if you don't tell me, get out of the car. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. What is in the bag? And he goes, none of your business, dude. I can't believe you asked me again. I told you not to ask me what's in the bag. Stop, stop it. That's it. You're done. And he gets out of the car and he goes to reach for the bag. And I just slam on the gas because I'm not trying to find out what's in the bag from him. So I slam on the gas and the door slams and I fly home and I call my dad. I'm like, look, this is what just happened. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I, I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I don't know. I don't know if he's chasing me. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that I'm scared. And in the rush of this all, I didn't realize that he didn't grab the bag. So I get home. I run inside. I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, this is what just happened. He's like, look, chill out. He takes me to lunch. I calm down. I'm like, whatever. I'm never going to see the guy again. So I go back home with my dad because he drove to lunch and I get in my car to go do something else. And the bag is in the passenger seat. I thought he grabbed it. I didn't realize in the, in the heat of the moment with my adrenaline running in my fight or flight that the bag had ended up in my passenger seat. So here's the bag of crazy Jesus guy that wanted to go to Oregon, right? So here I am with the crazy Jesus guy's bag in my car. And I have no idea what to do. I'm flabbergasted. I'm enthralled. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why I'm in the position I'm in. I don't know if he's going to come hunt me down. I don't know if there's a GPS tracking in this bag. I might be in possession of human heads right now. I'm not sure. All I know is that whatever handled the problem is in the bag and I'm not trying to be a problem. All right. I don't want him and his followers coming to my house Manson style. All right. I don't need that on my conscience. I have enough to worry about. So I pick up the bag with like two fingers because I don't want to smell like weird Jesus dude backpack because it smelled like him. And I take it inside and I go, dad, look what was in the car. And my dad goes, what is that? And I go, it's the backpack. Oh, from the guy. He goes, yes. Oh my God, Ryan, should we call the police? I don't know what we should do. And I go, I don't know what we should do. All I know is that we need to open it. Because if we, if we know what's inside of it, then we know if we need to call the police, we know what we need to do. And if we don't open it, then we're never going to know. We're just never going to know. My dad's like, yeah, you're right. So he goes and gets some gloves. I wash my hands so that way I don't smell like weird backpack anymore. And, and we put the bag on the table and we decide that we're going to open it on the count of three. We're going to figure out what's in the bag once and for all and just put this mystery to bed. No more issues. And as I'm unzipping the bag, every time the guy said it's none of your business flashes before my eyes. So as I unzip the bag, the only thing going through my head is, is pure fear. And I open the bag. And you know what's in the bag, guys? 
absolutely none of your business. Uh, over the weekend, I was like, dang, I I'm kind of feeling like I'm running out of stories. So I did what anyone would do. And I hung out with all my high school friends. So that way we would reminisce and get a nostalgia bubble going, which reminded me of a lot of stupid things that I've seen in my life. All right. Not necessarily done myself, but seen. Uh, we were hanging out this weekend, sitting on the couch. And my friend goes, do you remember when we watched that girl get arrested and she tried to arrest the cop back? And, and it brought up this memory that I vaguely remember. And then he told me all about it because I guess he remembers. He's got the memory of an elephant. All right. Apparently elephants have good memories, by the way. I don't know about you. I've never been at the zoo and like an elephant that I saw when I was six been like, oh, you're the guy who saw me 15 years ago. But whatever, you know, I, I, I guess I digress. Elephants probably uh, don't remember me because I'm irrelevant. Irrelevant. Ha <laughs> ha. Get it? Elephant. Irrelevant. I'm getting off topic here. Basically, one time when I was like 15, 16 years old, me and my friends were hanging out in a 7-Eleven and we uh, witnessed a drunk girl get arrested and try to arrest the cop before she got arrested. And it was a pretty interesting story. And by interesting, I mean really crazy and watching this drunk girl just fall her way through this arrest was pretty, uh, pretty entertaining, so I figured I would make it a story time video. But before we get into that, be sure to press the like button, guys. You know how it goes. Drillski and the Bilski, all that good stuff. And without further ado, let's do this thing. One night when we were teenagers, I'm pretty sure we had just learned how to drive. Uh, I, I guess me and my friends decided that we really wanted some Slurpees, okay? I guess it was like free Slurpee day or whatever. 7-Eleven's always got a good deal going on in those frozen Slurpees, all right? And, and we're some bargain hunters. We're basically extreme coupon pros out here. So me and my friends decided to hop in the whip and blurred on down to 7-Eleven and it was probably pretty late at night. It had to have been dark enough at least to be dark during the summer, which the sun doesn't go down here until like 8.45 in the summer. So it, it must have been pretty late. And now we're at the 7-Eleven, we're doing our thing, we're getting our Slurpees and it's usually pretty uneventful, okay? I don't think I usually go to 7-Eleven expecting there to be an action-packed uh, The Rock movie trailer going on. That's exactly what we got this time around. Basically, while we're sitting here getting our Slurpees, we notice a girl stumble into the store. When I say stumble in, I mean stumbling and we can instantly tell that this girl is 50 shades of messed up you see you know somebody's really messed up when they can't even walk straight and they they cannot like maintain their head okay and when i mean maintain their head i mean they look like a bobblehead their head is just moving around on their shoulders like they're doing a pop and lock dance move that's what this girl looked like i could tell she had been hitting the booze since uh, probably 3 a.m that's morning because she was just 50 shades of messed up so in comes this uh incredibly hydrated girl to this store and me and my friends are instantly paying attention because she's knocking stuff over from the second she gets in the store. Like, you know how they have the chip displays in 7-Eleven up near the cashier? Yeah, she knocks a couple chips off that and just keeps walking like nothing happened. And, and that's just rude, all right? If you're gonna knock chips off the display, the least you could do is put them back on the display, okay? No need to be a rude little lady and, and make this poor worker clean up after you. So as she's stumbling, she walks right up to the hot dog thing where the hot dogs are like rolling, you know? It's the it's the little conveyor belt for hot dogs, the meat, the meat mover. That's what I'm gonna call it. And she grabs a hot dog off the meat mover and instead of putting it on the bun or like using the little tongs we're talking straight fists this hot dog into her mouth her little gullet and just starts munching on it like there's no tomorrow she gets to the first hot dog pretty uneventfully and me and my friends are just shocked all right i just witnessed a lady go straight to the meat mover pluck a hot dog off like an apple like bobbing for apples and then just chew on it right in the middle of the store without paying for it so at this point we're, we're all kind of confused you know we're like ah, does this lady know the owner or something and, and the guy behind the counter goes, excuse me, ma'am, you know, you have to pay for the hot dogs. And she just looks at him, and I don't even know what she tried to say. She just slurred out some words like, hot dog. We're like, oh, okay, you know, hot dog, got it. You know, it's her uh, national language. 
She's speaking. We have to understand the lady who speaks hot dog. So she grabs another hot dog, takes one bite out of it before deciding, uh, you know, I just don't want any meat right now and drops it on the floor, okay? And you know you're dealing with a savage who has no regard for human life if she's just dropping meat on the floor like there's no tomorrow. The meat mover is empty now, by the way. Way to go, 7-Eleven. You let one drunk lady ruin up your entire meat moving operation. So it's getting kind of comical here. And of course, after you eat a hot dog, the main thing you want to do is quench your thirst. You're, you're, you're feeling a little bit of salt in the veins. You definitely need to go quench your thirst after chewing on a hot dog on the meat mover and the guy asking you to stop. And at this point, the clerk is literally telling the lady to get out of the store and she's just ignoring him. She's continuing to do the uh, hydrated wobble over towards the fountain machine, which is where me and all my friends are standing. And you know, like when someone's going through you and you know, they, they, uh, definitely are important. So you kind of split ways. Like we split like Moses parting the Red Sea for this hydrated lady to get between us and get to the fountain machine or the soda fountain, whatever it's called. And of course, we're giggling the entire time, and I don't think she noticed we're giggling. That's the level of hydrated this lady is. She doesn't notice her surroundings whatsoever. And the clerk's like, lady, get out of the store. She's still ignoring him. She's still mumbling stuff. We don't really know what's going on. And he goes, if you don't get out of the store, I'm gonna call the police. And she goes, I'm a lawyer. The police can't arrest me. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know if this lady knows how the law works, but uh, lawyers can definitely get arrested. And there's no way this lady is a lawyer, all right? If she is, she's not gonna be after this whole scenario. That's what we're thinking. So we get back on uh, watching this lady go down and she walks up to the icy machine where we just were. Thankfully, we already had our icies. Otherwise, this would have been really bad. Puts her mouth on the nozzle, which is just disgusting. Like, I don't know about 7-Eleven hygiene. Something tells me they're not cleaning those hoes every day, okay? Icy nozzles are not getting cleaned day in and day out like they should be. Now, uh, I'm all for a cleaner, greener, beautiful future for 7-Eleven. So if you guys are gonna continue to clean your icy machines be sure to let me know um i'm willing to work out a brand deal we can get a whole branding scheme going for hydrated hot dog lady uh, a few million dollars and i'll shout you out in every video 7-eleven so whatever she walks up puts her mouth on the nozzle of the icy machine and just starts pouring it down her throat and at this point i'm like not only is she hydrated and crazy she's also a psychopath because she's not getting a brain freeze how are you guzzling on ices without getting the worst brain freeze of all time your noggin should be on fire there is no way you should be able to survive the pain and suffering that you should be going through okay lady like you should be dying at the amount of icy being shoved down your gullet and at this point we turn around and uh, the cashier has the phone in his hand and he goes yeah i have a really drunk lady in my store she's drinking slurpees and she claims that she can't be arrested because she's a lawyer and i couldn't hear what the lady said but i'm assuming it went something along the lines of uh-huh we're gonna get a squad car out to you right away so now that we know the cops are coming me and my friends are not gonna leave this is free entertainment yes we got our ices and not to mention we're getting to witness all this go down this is a dinner and a show, all right? You know, we're in Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world, and instead of being on the strip, we got the prime time showing right here in the flesh, Drunk Ladies at 7-Eleven. It's a brand new show coming to the strip near you for uh, five low payments of $29.99. We will recreate it for you. I'll wear a wig and uh, eat a hot dog. So in a few minutes, the cops pull up and we're like, oh, this is gonna be good. So they come in and they politely ask the lady to, hey, we're gonna have to ask you to leave the store, otherwise we're gonna have to arrest you for drunk and disorderly. And she looks at them and goes, I'm not drunk, except instead of sounding that eloquent, it goes, I'm not drunk. So, um, yeah, I hate to break it to you, lady. You're not doing the most convincing act here. You know, most, uh, sober people don't sound like they just took 37 Ambien and drank a fifth of vodka. It was a nice try, though. I mean, I don't think the cops bought it, and they didn't, and the cops go, uh, yeah, listen, you know, we're gonna have to ask you to leave the store, and you're definitely gonna get hit with the drunken disorderly if you stop, like, if you won't leave. She goes, no, 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 I'm a lawyer. I know how it works. You can't arrest me even if I am drunk, but I'm not drunk. 
which is just kind of a weird argument. That's like being like, you could arrest me if I was, you can't arrest me if I was a murderer, but I'm not. It's like, oh, okay, but no one thought you were, so why are you being so defensive about it, you know? So the cop at this point grabs her and goes, all right, well, we're leaving. And she's like, no, and she tries to throw off the cop, which uh, is now resisting arrest, by the way. So if we're doing a crime count, this is two. You're not up to a good start, lady. So as she's resisting the cop, the cop decides to, you know, put her hands behind her back and try to handcuff her. And she starts screaming about how I'm a lawyer and you can't arrest me and I'm gonna have your badge for this. And then something snaps in her head or not snap but like her eyes light up and she goes you're under arrest and he's like excuse me she's like yeah i'm making a citizen's arrest on you for arresting me as if it's like a reverse uno card you can play while you're getting arrested like nah got you mister i don't know what she thought was gonna go down if she was a lawyer she didn't know the law very well so she tries to play the reverse uno card to arrest the officer and he just rolls his eyes and continues to handcuff her put her hands behind her back and she's freaking out at this point she's screaming talking about how unfair this is and how it's her constitutional right to be able to make a citizen's arrest and he's like yes it is your right to make a citizen arrest but when you're not doing something illegal like you can't arrest me when i'm doing nothing and you're the one breaking the law she goes i'm not drunk so the entire time she's maintaining the fact that she is not drunk whatsoever and me and my friends are sitting here slack jawed enjoying the show because man this is entertaining so we're chilling, Bill, and watching this all go down, and she, of course, gets inevitably handcuffed and taken out to the squad car. But on the way out to the squad car, she can't go peacefully. She's kicking the entire time because, uh, I don't know, I guess she really wanted more charges on her record. Like, if your hands are handcuffed and the cops are taking you to the car, maybe stop acting like an idiot, because all that's gonna do is ruin your life. So she's kicking and flailing, kicking over chip racks, just absolutely trashing the 7-Eleven, right? And the poor worker, the look on his face is just simply like, I don't get paid enough to deal with this, all right? I could tell he had a long day. I wouldn't want to either i'm getting paid minimum wage to deal with a drunk lady screaming knocking stuff over claiming she's going to arrest the cops and a lawyer and i have six kids standing here watching it all go down no thank you so she gets taken out to the squad car she gets put in the back she's obviously getting arrested we look at the guy and he goes you guys don't have to pay for the slurpees don't worry about it and we go oh, okay well we'll help you clean up the store so we uh, put the chips back on the rack whatever and um yeah the lady got arrested of course that's pretty obvious no happy ending for her she got taken away we got our slurpees <laughs> helped the guy clean up the store a little bit he was like it it's just been a long day and uh yeah that seems like a long day dude I i'm sorry you had to deal with that all day like this date actually might have been bad enough to uh cause stage four diarrhea so just a warning guys you might want to be on the toilet while you're watching this video that that was kind of gross i don't know why i said that feel free to absolutely ignore what i just said i'm not really sure where it came from and uh without further ado let's get into this all right I i'm gonna warn you guys this is a uh, pretty cringe content so if you're not a fan of cringe you might want to click off but uh yeah let's do this guys let's get into it so this story takes place in my freshman year of college all right young scrubby was trying to get on the case to get a girlfriend uh, as the charming young csgo surfer i am i typically had pretty good luck with the ladies there was this really hot girl in one of my classes that i was like dang you know she's she's pretty fine she's pretty good looking i'm gonna ask her out and you know i, I thought she was pretty normal at the time so no big deal so after class one day, I walk up to her, I go, hey, I'm Ryan, I introduced myself, I got her phone number, and we were texting back and forth for a few days, and everything was fine. I thought we kind of clicked, I thought everything was going to be golden. So I ask her out on a date, and of course, she says, yes, absolutely, no problem, no hesitation, unequivocally, yes, for sure, I'll go on a date with you. And I'm like, hype, you know, I, I scored. You know how it is sometimes when you're a, a nerdy YouTuber and you actually get to talk to a girl in real life, you get a little nervous. I'm kidding, guys. Trust me, I'm not a loser. So uh, I planned this date, and where I went to college, there's a, a beautiful, like, national park right up the road, probably about 30 minutes. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll go up there, you know, we'll hang out, watch the sunset at this overlook, we'll talk, have a good time. I, I packed a picnic, you know, I was really going all out. Romantic Scrubby was on the case, okay? I am quite the flattering young man. I had a picnic. You know, you know how hard it is for me to cook stuff? All right, I'm a whole 6'3 of nothing but terrible cooking. So for me to take the time and energy to do this, it was it was a lot. I, I like the girl, okay? Don't judge me. And so I 
go to her house to pick her up and she goes, hey, can you come inside for a minute? I want to show you something. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. And the problem starts right when I walk through the door and the stench that overwhelms me is immediately like the most unpleasant thing I've ever smelled, all right? I don't know if this girl was like selling dead bodies out of her house or what, but everything smelled absolutely disgusting. There was not a single pleasant scent in this place. I'm talking, it basically smelled like a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit, all right? We're not talking anything good. But uh, whatever, maybe her roommate is crazy or something. And, and we get into her room and as we're approaching her room, the smell is getting worse. So now it's basically confirmed that this girl is the reason that the house smells this way, all right? If I was this girl's room, Roommate, I would be petrified, but here I am like uh, ha, 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 ha. Great she lives in a pigsty she lives in a pigsty and you know she smelled pretty good outside like we were in class She smelled pretty tasty I don't know how the smells didn't cling to her clothes or whatever because she didn't smell like a dying rat in person But her room definitely smelt it So we get to her room and she opens the door and I can't even see the floor because there's so much stuff everywhere And you know I get people get messy my room gets a little messy sometimes But we're talking trash like three-week-old Taco Bell bags pizza boxes all over the place and, and my thing is you know if your room's messy that's fine like whatever I'm not gonna judge you maybe you got a little messy things got ahead of you whatever but why would you bring me inside to show me this like you wanted me to show me like wh what I'm picking you up for a date and you want to show me the fact that you live in your filth three times a day like you walk inside get another pizza box set it down on the top of the pile add it to the list come on and you're showing it off to your date not a very good look nothing flattering about this this isn't making me want a second one so she shows me this new shirt she got. It's a pretty cool shirt, I guess. Not that big of a deal. I don't know. It's definitely not worth making me see this disgusting pigsty that was her room. And we go outside and get in the car, and immediately she goes, oh, can I have the aux cord? And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, no problem. You know, I'm trying to forget the nasty stench that I just had in my nose, okay? I'm trying to blow out enough snot to get rid of the smell, all right? I would literally rather sniff the inside of a chloroform rag than continue to have this smell in my nostrils. But yeah, you can play music, whatever. When it comes to music, I'm a pretty open person. There's just one type of music that I absolutely hate, and it's country music, all right? Like, I guess I, I don't hate country music. I just don't get it, all right? It's not my cup of tea, whatever. And she was always wearing, like, punk rock shirts. I'm, I'm really into punk rock, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But that's what I'm into, right? So every time I would see her in class, she'd be wearing, like, a State Champs or a Neck Deep shirt. And I was like, dang, we listen to the same music. That's dope. But for some reason, when she gets the aux cord, she starts playing some country bumpkin banjo-playing incest-having country music. So now I'm really not enjoying myself. So I politely go, oh yeah, can I show you some music? And she goes, sure. So I start playing my music. I change the conversation. Whatever. Two strikes, all right? Country bumpkin music and... And you live in filth and you smell like a dead rat. We're not off to the best start, whatever. So we get to the lookout. I get my picnic, you know, suave <laughs> chef boy Ardine out here. I made some raviolis. <laughs> I don't remember what I made, but it wasn't raviolis, all right? I'm not Chef Boyardee. Remember the commercial where the can would roll around and, like, the kids would follow it? That was turnt, guys. We need to bring those back. When I when my kids are young, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, you've never lived the struggle. You've never had to chase a can of ravioli down the street, all right? You know, I, I used to do this for miles every day, both directions. I hate when old people do that stuff. And, uh, of course, when I when I unpack this picnic, you know, she's like, oh, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? I asked you on a date. I said we were going to come out here and eat. And she's like, oh, yeah, but, like, I already ate because, you know, I felt bad. I didn't want you to have to make me food. Well, well listen here, ho, okay? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Why, why would I ask you out and specifically say that we were going to eat if you were just going to eat before? What's the point of that? Why? Wh what type of logic is this? This is not making any sense to me, you know? So here I am with Becky snacks a lot, ruining my plan to show her my Chef Boyardee picnic, okay? And whatever, I guess it was considerate. Oh, I didn't want to have to pay for you, but like, if I ask you on a date to go eat food, like I specifically say, we'll go here and eat, why would you eat? And you smell like a dead rat. But whatever, fine, fine, fine. I'm a little annoyed, but <laughs> everything's cool. It's cool, I'm gonna be calm, cool, collected. And then she starts talking about 
Uh, the fact that she's like pagan and she casts spells on people and how she's basically a witch. And I'm like, what, what do you mean, bro? When we were in biology class, you were so chill. You were like, oh man, I'm kind of a live and let live type of person. I don't really believe in religion. And now we're out here in the middle of nowhere and I'm about to get human sacrifice for you to make a stinky spell so you can cast me in your room and continue to smell like rat feces. I'm not with it. I don't want to date a witch who eats before our dinner plans, okay? That's just inconsiderate, rude, and not even magical. Not even Harry Potter levels of crazy. So I'm a little curious, so I keep asking her about her witchcraft, all right? Is she out here casting spells in the middle of places? Why does her room smell like a dead rat? Is that have something to do with the magic? I don't know. These are the questions that I need answered. And she starts telling me about how she does sacrifice mice in order to complete her rituals. And I'm like, what? They, you kill mice? What? Am I am I out here? Like, PETA, hello? Somebody give me backup. I, I'm with a mice killer in the middle of nowhere. Maybe I'm next. I don't know. Maybe her ritual claimed for some, some, some white guy blood. I don't know. I'm freaking out. I don't like anybody that kills things, okay? So she keeps telling me about how she's pagan. And she really got into it over the last few weeks. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So you were normal when I met you but now you're crazy got it like I just hit the lottery the timing lottery you know you know like when you when you when you were gonna get something and then you buy it it goes on sale right after that's how I'm feeling right about now all right because uh the normal girl that was really chill is now replaced with somebody sacrificing mice for her pagan ritual but whatever, I, I guess at this point, I'm definitely like, yeah, date number two is not gonna happen. But I continue to be a nice guy because I didn't want her to think that she was weird. Like, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm judging them for being who they are. Like, that's all it was. I just didn't like who she was, you know? So I was being a nice guy, just trying to continue conversation. And she goes, she goes, all right, so we're gonna make out? And I'm like, yeah, probably not. And she's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with it. I, I don't do that on the first date, which um is not true. But <laughs> after somebody tells you that they sacrifice Stuart Little every 30 seconds, the thing on your mind is not kissing them not gonna lie definitely um not my favorite cup of tea is like uh in order to set the mood i really enjoy breaking some mice neck you know what i mean so she goes oh okay um so we keep having a conversation she she wasn't weird outside of the <laughs> outside of thinking she was a witch she wasn't very weird which sounds stupid to say out loud but i think you guys get what i'm saying and um so the, the end of the night comes and i take her back home and i go to drop her off at her house because that's what you do i wasn't gonna leave her in the middle of nowhere she would have used her uh wand or her broom to get home because she's a witch but uh you know I, I was nice i drove her back home like the gentleman i am in the 21st century and she leans over and i mean shoves her tongue in my throat all right like it wasn't a nice little gentle kiss it wasn't some witchcraft she didn't cast a love potion on me or whatever she just proceeds to shove her tongue in my throat so here i am with two tongues in my mouth trying to speak parcel tongue or whatever and, and i i just i can't have it bro it does not feel pleasant it is not an enjoyable experience this was not the type of kiss that i wanted it's not the type of kiss that i thought i was going to enjoy absolutely none of this is being enjoyable to me and so she stops and she goes, I had a great night. I can't wait for our second date. You're such an incredible guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go read my tea leaves now. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that part, but she probably said something along those lines, okay? Basically, she expected a second date, and I don't know about that. A second date? A second date after you sacrifice mice, shove your tongue in my throat, smell like a dead rat, and uh, eat dinner? Okay, no, no, no. Not gonna happen. I, I just, ah, people, man, people, man. I've dated some weird people. Sadly, this isn't the end of my experience with this girl. When I didn't give her a second date, she got pretty upset about it. But um, this video is probably reaching its end anyways. It's getting pretty long. So I'll save that for a part two. Uh, if this video gets 7,000 likes, I'll, I'll do the part two where she uh, put a curse on me. It's a pretty interesting story. So if you guys want to see that, like button, like button, like button, like button. It's important. Real talk though, guys, we're closing in on 100K faster than Usain Bolt closing in on the finish line of the Olympics. So if you are 
are new, please subscribe. I I'd really appreciate it. It's really, really fun. Uh, we tell stories on this channel. That's what we do. So if you guys like stories, then subscribe. I'm, I'm actually thinking about buying a drawing tablet and animating these. If you guys want me to animate some of these, be sure to let me know in the comment section. Comment, animate, and uh, I'll search it up later and see what you guys think. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be fun. Maybe a little bit more entertaining than surf gameplay. So yeah, on that note, guys, my name is Scrubby. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, all that good stuff. And hopefully I'll see you guys soon with another video. Don't get anyone pregnant. And if you do, make sure they're not a witch that smells like dead rat. I'm out. Play that shit.